Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Yes, indeed. This is Annie for Showreel, and we're going to focus on Australian films and other things of that sort on uh, visually moving. Uh, but Australian made. And today in the studio, we've got uh, Ivan Melikan and Corey Corbett, who are both part of Melbourne Made, right? The Made in Melbourne Film Festival. Made in the Ma- Made in Melbourne. Well, <laughs> that's right, Made in Melbourne Film Festival. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thank you and, so much. And you guys, the reason you've already had uh, the um, Made in Melbourne Film Festival, but uh, you've got an encore a screening that's coming up on something that we talked about earlier in um, on uh, in um, Showreel, which is the QV's Outdoor Cinema. So can you tell us about the program that's going to be coming up very shortly? That's right. We had uh, – this is there's going to be year eight for the festival now and we celebrate the best in Melbourne filmmaking. So there's a program full of shorts um, from our history. So, you know, we're eight years. There's a lot of shorts to choose from. There's just a small selection, mostly focusing on films that played last year in November 2015 – uh, but with a bit of old favourites thrown in. So it focuses on quirky, on comedy, but with a bit of drama to add some punch and power. Um, and we like to believe there's something there for everybody in the program. Mm. So how did you uh, uh, form the program? Did the people who are doing their QV uh, outdoor cinema come to you? Uh, they did, yeah. They approached us to hold a screening um, and we just had a look at the films that we had. We had a look at the films that went over really well with audiences last year. Um, we wanted to focus on something a little bit fun and silly, so there's quite a lot of comedy in the program. And you know, we had a look back at the history of our films and which ones really packed some power over the years and we put those in also to you know, fill the program with variety. Mm. Yeah, I think it's lovely to be able to, uh, you know, get that sort of invitation to take our films out, uh, you know, of the archives and go, these ones really deserve to be seen again. Mm. Have you uh, got in touch with all the filmmakers that you've uh, chosen? We've got in touch with them by Facebook, put it up the event on Facebook and tagged everyone, but we'll also get in touch, you know, via email and let them know, um, spread the word, promote it, get all your friends there. You know, it's another chance to see your film on the big screen, which is always a thrill for local filmmakers. And, and such a cruisy way to do it in yeah, the open air. beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Get me down on the deck chairs, yeah, exactly. Please. Ice creams, you know, have a beer, sit back. Yeah. yeah. 
Lovely. And now, uh, when you were sorting out the uh, program, uh, what was the ebb and the flow? Because uh, when anybody does a, a program, uh, you have to do it almost in a way that's musical because it's uh, an emotional kind of journey, isn't it? Mm, very true. Well, we always try to you know take the audience on a journey, take them to your know, all areas of the emotional spectrum. Like um, we'll try to make them laugh with you know some hard hitting, you know sometimes a bit risque comedy. Um, but we also try to make them cry with some really powerful drama. Um, you know, we just like to break it up and you know, fill it with variety. So there's a, uh, what about the length of the films? I mean, it's how long is the actual program for the night? Because it's program, the 25th of February and it's one night only. So Yep, it's 82 minutes. So 82 minutes of some of the best shorts Melbourne has to offer. Um, there's an intermission in between, about the 40-minute mark, so plenty of time to grab a drink, grab ice cream, grab some food. So, yeah, they're a cruisy, they're a relaxed night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, how long are the individual films generally uh, Well, they vary. They vary. Some are just five minutes long, others are you know, up to 15 minutes long. Mm. Mm. Cool. Okay. Now, uh, you're on... Uh, Showreel with Annie, and I'm having a yarn with Ivan Malikin and Corey Corbett, who are part of the Made in Melbourne Film Festival, but uh, they've got a one-night-only screening of the best of Melbourne shorts on the 25th of uh, February, QV's Outdoor Cinema, which we featured on Showreel not too long ago, as uh, there's been a rash of outdoor screenings, because it's uh, how you see a film that really has an effect on uh, what the effect that the emotional content of the film has on you. Now, Melbourne films themselves, what are the strengths over the eight years that you've been uh, running this festival? What are the strengths that you've found? Yeah, I think that uh, one thing that is definitely noticed is the appeal of getting a culture together of Melbourne filmmakers um, and everybody striving to do better. And so we've seen repeat performers come back into the festival time and time again. And you can see their work um, and base it through the changes that they've developed as they've become more proficient in their art forms um, and possibly had life changes that have affected what they're making films on, the subjects. And it's a real delight to see some of the repeat filmmakers come back with work that we've loved in the past and then just bowl us over mm. again and again. Um, over the years. It's what incredible. Sort, what sort of uh, genre do people like to make? Is there a predominance or do they go through f- um, fashions? Uh, I think that overwhelmingly it's drama. Mm, always drama. Yeah, everyone does drama, um, which is I love drama. Um, I personally would like to see a lot more comedy. I think it's a really hard one to nail. Mm. Um, I also like my thrillers and my horrors and my animations. Uh, yeah, I love film. Uh, so I guess when I see a huge range of drama, uh, I sort of start to go, oh, how can I pick? How can I give my audience something different to enjoy? And that's the beauty of short films, is that five minutes after you've seen a film, you're in for a new experience, which is what we try to deliver, mm. a new genre or mm. a new subtype. Do, do, um, do you get very much animation? Uh, we do get some. Uh, no, not as much as we would like. Mm. Um, Certainly animators out there in the world. Made in Melbourne Film Festival for 2016. Applications will be open uh, sometime later on this year. 
Um, so please, if you're thinking about making an animation, we'd love to see your work. Mm. Yeah. With, yeah, we do get some animation, um, and I know this is not the first time that we've done a best of program, and the animation that we have, um, for instance, Bless You by Peter Watts is open the program. It's just a one-and-a-half-minute animation about a benevolent dictator destroying you know, his own creation. It's a very, very fun, very funny, and we've played that numerous times. Um, we had a best of actually in Berlin last year, down under Berlin, and you know, Bless You was part of that lineup. And also another film called Polo's Robots. Um, I've played that stacks of times in various, you know, best of incarnations at local film nights like West Side Shorts, like Comfy Shorts. So mm. uh, we do love our animation. We'd love to see more of it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So uh, when you uh, tell us a little bit about what your uh, what you call for when you ask for uh, entries, uh, I guess that's evolved. So just like our filmmakers have evolved their filmmaking style and new ones have come in and, uh, I guess, taken peer uh, advice off older filmmakers or looked up to established filmmakers, uh, the same with our entrance. Um, I've changed. I think that there's been a uh, real push over the last, um, I'd say, two or three years um, to really try to encourage more diverse range of genres so that we start to break away from drama, but also to encourage our female filmmakers uh, to really submit their films. Um, yeah, uh, it's nice to see a balance. Uh, so you actually target? Oh, absolutely. We do try, yeah. Um, and we're trying to make that as varied and as even as possible so that when it comes to programming our festivals and our best of events, we've got something to pick from that really showcases the Melbourne filmmaking establishment mm. um, and also encouraging um, perhaps those voices that haven't been heard as often and the thing about it is that uh, you're you're, uh, you're growing you I mean this is your this will be your eighth, eighth year, year. Yep. Mm. so you're growing and not only that you've now reached the point where you're getting some funding we are um, we're going to be funded by the city of Melbourne this year the second time we're funded by their arts grants um, last year, we'll, you, City of Melbourne. Yeah, thank you. Last year, we were four nights. We're expanding to six nights this year, and we're also introducing a script to screen initiative for Indigenous filmmakers. Corey can tell you a bit more about that. Yeah. So really, we want to. Uh, we haven't actually seen an Indigenous film in the Made in Melbourne uh, lineup in the last eight years. Uh, so you know, identifying groups that we haven't heard a voice from uh, was really important to us over the last few years. So we've been developing this initiative where we're going to, you know, help create an entire short film um, for uh, Indigenous population uh, of filmmakers in this wonderful state. Oh, well, we might have a few here yeah. at uh, 3CR because you <laughs> are listening to 3CR 855 on your AM dial and, of course, we stream. You can go online and you can hear us. But uh, before we go further, having a chat with uh, Made in Melbourne Festival directors... Let's hear from uh, my uh, sister program on 3CR. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR.
those filmmakers. So as you were saying, you didn't, you've never had any Indigenous filmmakers in Maiden, Melbourne. Yeah, so. enter. So we're really, uh, you know, wondering how we can do this. Um, and we're thinking that, yeah, well, why not help Indigenous filmmakers to create a yep. short film, um, which is really a call out early on um, for our festival later on this year um, to say, yeah, look, if you are Indigenous um, you and know, you've got a passion for a story. Yeah, and a passion for storytelling and you're thinking that you could translate that to a film. Um, we would just love to hear from you. Um, well, which is a mighty thing. And as I said at 3CR, there are some pe- people who are, are moving into the filmmaking area because, as we know, filmmaking is the area that allows for emotional content to to relate to many people a story that needs to be got across. Now, what kind of stories do people... You say drama is the key to uh, what people have been offering over the last seven years. What kind of... Are they personal stories, uh, that type of thing? Uh, Quite often they're personal stories. Mm. Um, Otherwise, they're stories that people have heard of um, that have profoundly affected them. Um, And I think that drama is probably the most obvious way, I think, of telling stories um, around the world. I don't think that we're alone in Mm. Made in Melbourne seeing drama as the predominant genre of film being made. I think it's probably one of the more... In some ways I find drama more challenging, uh, but in other ways I think it's more digestible by an audience Well, actually, when you think about it, uh, filmmaking itself, you know, someone might have a story, they might read a story, but actually translating it into a filmic form is actually quite a different issue. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like you say, you've had repeat filmmakers. Uh, They are developing their uh, craft in filmmaking and storytelling. We see their progression every year. Uh, For instance, one of the films that we're screening this best of is Era Man by Matt Mirrens now. He's entered the festival several times in the past and in 2015 was the first time he actually met as a finalist and I remember talking to him at the event. He was like so thrilled to be part of the festival and he just kept trying and trying every single year and we saw the progression in his work and finally mm. we saw Ira Man and like it really made us laugh, you know, this is straight in. So, yeah, we have a lot of filmmakers like that. Um, Nick Barker, we're playing one of his films to With Have and Withhold in this Best Of He's entered the festival every year for the past three or four years. Um, in 2014, he won Best Film with Pint and to have him withhold, you know, opened the festival last year. So we see his progression and, you know, its quality every single time he enters. So, so, so are these people who come from film schools or are they people who are self-taught or are they both? They're both. Yeah. The wonderful thing about a film festival, um, I think, is that it encourages people who have always been interested in film, uh, whether that's they were playing with their handicam when they were a kid and they always wanted to make films, um, all the way through to those people who've decided they're going to go and study formally um, to get Mm. through. It's a variety. Yeah. Do do you find that uh, things like having um, Channel 31, having uh, places like uh, Open Channel, those Mm. kind of places... Uh, are one of the reasons for why people's skill base is increasing in this sort of area? I think that there's a lot of organisations that have sprung up in Melbourne um, that have been extremely helpful for increasing the filmmakers' tool sets. Mm. Uh, I couldn't put it down to one organisation. I I love Open Channel's work, for example, 
but I think that to isolate any one organisation would be to look over a host of other organisations um, and especially I don't want to look over small organisations that are also doing a great job. Like TAFEs or something like, like that. But TAFEs, yeah. Uh, but uh, what I was thinking about was uh, – it took me to this direction. I was thinking that uh, – you're dealing with a lot of drama. You're dealing with uh, that type of stuff. Uh, there are a whole range of short films that are made that are community-based films. Do you mm. ever get those sorts of films? Uh, we do. We do. Um, I'm actually, a or, filmmaker. or is, that, is that not something that your festival is dealing in? No, no we do get community-based films. Um, I can actually re- relate to my own journey there. I'm a filmmaker myself. I'm self-taught. And at the moment, we're working on a film called Daughter, which is funded by the city of Paul Phillip. Um, that deals with victim blaming and gender violence. And, yeah, we filmed it entirely in St Kilda, so we got the whole community you know, behind us, including local businesses who donated food. Um, we used locals as extras. So, you know, communities want to get involved in film. Uh, we know the Setting Sun Film Festival set in Yarraville at the Sun Theatre. They get, you know, Yarraville behind them. Um, they get the whole community. Like, film is exciting. It gets people involved. It gets them active and it gets them doing things together. And it's one of the important things about this uh uh, best of, which is going to be on on the 25th of February at QV's Outdoor Cinema, is that you not only make a film, but you need to have, have find places where people can see it. Yeah, exactly. Mm, absolutely. I think that that's quite often a forgotten mm. aspect to making film um, is the distribution yep. post-film and the often the amount of funding you need to submit to festivals. Uh, I mean, it's amazing how many award winners we have in our lineup of our best of on the 25th. Mm. Um, but all of that took, you know, almost as much work as making the film itself. Uh, you know, the post-production and distribution side of making a film can be so heavily involved. And I think it's what a lot of people end up with beautiful works. Um, and sadly, we never get to see those works because they haven't thought about the post side as in depth mm. as they need. Had you? I mean, this is a bit of an oblique, but uh, I noticed the other day that Chopfest, which was uh, constantly being called the uh, biggest and best short film festival in Australia and all the rest of it, and it's quite an interesting affair because it's actually auspiced by sort of glittering, well-heeled uh, people, mm. uh, if I might put it this mm. way. But then it went into bankruptcy. And apparently it's now calling itself a calling for crowdfunding support to make TropFest continue. Have you got any, I mean, not, not for you to throw mud or anything like that, but really it's an interesting uh, thing, isn't it, about the perception of what is community and uh, watching your, your festival, Made in Melbourne, grow in an organic mm. fashion. Because they're two quite different things, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it really is. I, you know, I take huge pride in the fact that we have, you know, a huge support base, which is really growing for the festival. Uh, there's no way that we would have a festival without people making the films and people excited to see Melbourne-made films. And I think that that's our real point of difference. Um, I've been working with other international festivals on trying to get an alliance with Made in Melbourne that are doing the same thing internationally where it's a film festival focused on the local. Uh, And I think that with the resources that we have in Melbourne 
and the support for making films and the generosity of the filmmakers to often volunteer their time um, and countless hours into putting blood, sweat and tears into getting a creation from you know the inside of the head out to the page and then finally up onto our screens uh, is such an involved process. And by being so community-driven, I think that we can really offer a support for each other um, and an empathetic understanding for what everybody's going through to get these films up to the screen. Can you uh, give us some um, information about how people might be able to book for this uh, Best of Melbourne, Made in Melbourne, 25th of February at QV's Outdoor Cinema? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to head over to qvcinema.com.au and then head towards the Melbourne Independent Film Focus, which is on the 25th of February, the screening starts at 8.45pm and, as I understand it, doors are opening around 8.30. <laughs> doors. Yes, the doors, which is the laneways <laughs> of Melbourne. If you haven't been to Melbourne and you're thinking of coming to Melbourne, our doors are our laneways in the city. Uh, just walk on down. Uh, they're always open. Yeah, that's right. Well, QV, of course, is the QV centre. And uh, you uh, will get your your very own deck chair and, mm. your, and apparently uh, you get your own headphones. So... Uh, it's a bit like a... Um, silent cinema. Yeah, yeah, a silent yeah. cinema, which is kind of amusing. You know, Beautiful. it's when you watch people uh, dancing. The, they the give you the music. Disco. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> silent yeah. discos. Uh, tickets are $12, um, but there's also packages with, you know, food with the films. Yeah. We're grilled, um, Mervyn Peak ice cream. So, yeah, there's a whole variety there on the website to choose from. Yeah, tickets start at $13, uh, and then there's packages. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, tell just for people who are filmmakers who want to perhaps think about uh, entering into the Made in Melbourne competition or just the film festival, uh, how do they find out more about it? Uh, via our website, mim.org.au, that's mim.org.au, uh, and we open submissions around May and we accept short films but also feature films, high school films, music videos. Great. Mm. Thanks very much for coming in and talking to me. That Absolutely. was Ivan. And Corey. Yeah, Thank and you. if I can just add, yes, we will be choosing one Indigenous film to take from uh, someone's brain right through to the screen. But please, I know there's a lot of Indigenous people that listen in on this radio show and we're short of content. So even if we only select one to actually produce all the way through, we would love your submissions. Don't be put off. Be inspired. Please, submit to Made in Melbourne. Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community and community matters. My name is Nicole Ma and I am the director of Budabari and the Raymakers and you are listening to 3CR Community Radio. Are you ready to get smart?
And before we uh, leave Showreel and uh, let uh, in Unpublished or Not, uh, Published or Not, <laughs> not Unpublished, Published or Not, uh, which comes in next, uh, I sh- since we're on the subject of uh, film festivals, St Kilda Film Festival competition have extended their Australia's Top 100 short film competition and Sound St Kilda Music Festival video competition to uh, Sunday the 14th of February 2016. It was uh, listed as uh, uh, closing last Friday, but it's actually going to be uh, extended to Sunday the 14th of February if you've got a film that just has to be in the St Kilda Film Festival, Australia's Top 100 Short Film Competition and the Sound St Kilda Music Video Competition. That was a struggle. Well, anyway, I'll leave you to it. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.